live from the Freedom Speak studio on The Answer, AM 1190, KXKS Albuquerque, as well as streaming complete with video on Facebook, X, Rumble, YouTube, and Instagram. This is the Revitalizer Hour with Dr. William K. Summers. Our call-in line is 505-444-5059. You can also interact with us through Facebook and Rumble chat. Just search for our channels under Becca Marie, B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I. This show is brought to you by Memory Revitalizer. And now your host, Dr. William K. Summers. Thank you, Rebecca. And what a wonderful day in Albuquerque, as usual, isn't it? Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely gorgeous day. Whoa. Well, there's so much to get to today besides, well, we'd love your calls. And again, our telephone number here is 505-444-5059. But we're going to try to get to some things going on with Korean physicians. And we want to talk about your home pharmacy. In other words, what pharmaceuticals and medicinals do you have hanging around the house for an emergency? Then we want to, you know, touch on this year's flu and obviously something on the COVID-19 vaccine to be revisiting that. And then we want to finish out talking about methylene blue. And, of course, the uh, study from the University of Pittsburgh on how Vicks VapoRub can cure your depression. Osteoporosis in the elderly. And I wanted to do a little didactic on food in general and diabetes. And then uh, one of the listeners asked us to comment on HFCS, which is high fructose corn syrup. And finally, another one from a listener is to talk about, you know, traumatic brain injury and memory issues. So a lot that we can get to, but we always like to start with uh, some wisdom from over the ages and point out that we're in a political year. And George Orwell said that political language is designed to make lies sound truthful, murder respectable, and give the appearance of solidarity to pure wind. George Orwell. Wanted to go to one of our founding fathers, a very wise man, John Adams, who said, one useless man is a shame. Two useless men is a law firm, and three useless men is a Congress. (laughs) This from John Adams. Amazing. And half a dozen lawyers at the bottom (laughs) of the ocean is a good start. Right. And John Adams also said, and this is very true today, there are two ways to conquer and enslave a country. One is by the sword. The other is by debt. John Adams. And that was pressing. He was speaking of the problem that France had with their debt. Uh, King Louis XVI kept borrowing money for his various uh, adventures. And because of that, the value of the franc went to zero. And everybody was starving and inflation was through the wall. And then he had the French Revolution. So his turning on the printing press cost him his head. Will it cost Joe Biden his head? Yeah. The man spent more in three years than this country spent than, than what, the first 200 and some odd 10 years, I think. Unbelievable. Yep. And finally, Mark Twain says, don't complain about growing old. It's a privilege denied to many. Well, speaking of John Adams, I want to say that 
He once said that power always thinks that it is doing God's work when it is violating all of God's laws. And then from that, go to Nancy Pelosi's famous saying from about four years ago, why do you need God when you have us, the Democrats? Nancy Pelosi. You talk about hubris. Can you imagine if a Republican said that, the outrage? Uh, the Republicans, I, you know, only someone like Nancy Pelosi could get away with it. Yeah. Most people have forgotten she said it. It was so outrageous, it just riveted almost like a tattoo in the back of my eyelids. You know, how dare you? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's my thinking. Yeah, the uh, call-in telephone number is 505-444-5059. And then I want to point out that in these troubled times, and these are troubled times, remember that fear is a reaction and courage is a decision. Choose to have courage. So the purpose of this show is to educate and empower you, the listener, And we try to make the complex understandable each and every show, just like our mentor, Rush Limbaugh, did. (laughs) Well, and our sponsor is uh, Memory Revitalizer, which you can buy in local stores. And I'm going to name a few. Sharon Care Pharmacy down in Berlin, Duran Central Pharmacy in downtown uh, Albuquerque, Arnett's Compounding Pharmacy north of town, Best Buy Pharmacy on Wyoming, Manal Pharmacy, strangely, on Manal, Vintage Pharmacy on Montgomery at about Eubank, Evergreen Herbal Market, which is in Rio Rancho, and Moses Country Store down on 4th Street, the Village Apothecary up in Cedar Crest, Highland Pharmacy, uh, Care Drug in Aztec, and the Purple Sage Herb and Health Store in Bosque Farms, as well as Sierra Blanca Pharmacy in Riodoso. All of these places carry Memory Revitalizer. Or you could go to the website, and that's MemoryRevitalizer.com. We have several things there, including uh, you know some research that we've done on the product, as well as testing tools so you can, you know, before you start the revitalizer, see where your memory is, and then take the revitalizer for a month or two and do some retesting. Or you can order directly from 800-606-0192. 800-606-0192. Now, I still have a medical practice, and we have some still some room for other patients. And if you call Margaret, the office uh, manager, you get 25% off on your first visit. And the office number is 505-878-0192. And we try to make, uh, you know, for my patients, care quite affordable and, you know, personal. We do spend a minimum of a half hour time with our patients with each visit. You know, you know, we talk about tales from the crypt. These are memories that I've had over the years. <clears throat> and, Rebecca, I got a call from Presbyterian back in 2004, and a young lady cheerfully on the phone said, Dr. Summers, you're taking too long with patients. 
and I can teach you how to flip a patient in eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I said, what? Yeah, we can teach you how to, you know, turn over one patient every eight minutes. I've actually done that. I was working at the University of Southern California emergency room uh, back in the 70s, and uh, we had such a volume of uh, patients. As a matter of fact, uh, the uh, campus of USC uh, had, what, six different hospitals under the umbrella around the hill there and the big white place on the hill. And we would see up to 15,000 patients in the emergency department per day. Wow. That's a pretty shocking number. Yeah. And so I would work in the walk-in clinic area and for about a six-hour shift, which is about all you could do. And uh, you basically had to come to a conclusion as to what the problem was within eight minutes. I was never comfortable with that. So I was humoring this young lady, and finally I said, well, ma'am, um, certainly Presbyterian will be paying for my malpractice insurance, right? <laughs> yeah. And she said, what? I said, well, if I flip patients every eight minutes, I'm going to make a mistake, and I expect you guys to pay for it. And she hung up on me. Rebecca, I can't believe it. She hung up on me before she gave me the secret. And she never called me back. It was just amazing. Well, maybe they look at it like from a from a cost benefit and uh, kind of a, a point of view, in which, well, you know, we're going to make all this money off of all these patients. So if we if one gets through the cracks every once in a while, we can pay the lawsuit. To some extent, I think that maybe it. And the malpractice insurance policies in those days were affordable, <clears throat> and Presbyterian almost self-insured. So if you went up against them with a malpractice insurance, it was really swimming uphill. But still in all, I was out in private practice with a private contractor with Prez, and I decided that I just didn't want to do that anymore, especially after they didn't pay me for six months. I called them up, and I said, well, you haven't you know, reimbursed me for people I've seen for six months. And this was in 2008, I think it was. And they said, oh, well, we have Obamacare, and we're anticipating having a $13 million loss. And I said, well, what's that got to do with whether you're going to pay me or not? Right. They didn't have an answer for me. <laughs> you know, I, I, I did a, a thing a while back on my show where I was talking about how this Obamacare basically put a lot of small hospitals out of business. It has distorted medicine in many negative ways. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to talk about something that happened this last week in Seoul, Korea. And that is um, 6,415 medical students submitted their resignations from medical school in South Korea. And 1,600 of them walked off the job to protest the plan of the Korean government, South Korean government, to add 2,000 new kids to their medical schools per class. Now, in South Korea, they have 3,058 medical students per class. And what the government wanted to do was to dilute that by adding 2,000 more students per year. 
That's a 65% increase. And the students who are in the third and fourth year of the clinical years where you're actually in the clinics and in the hospitals, 1,600 of them said, that's it, we won't do anything. I think that's marvelous, and I applaud the North, the South Koreans for uh, the, you know, the moxie to do that. I don't think that would happen here in America. Well, you know, the thing that disappointed me over the last few years is how people, uh, doctors, hospitals, uh, nurses, all of these people, went along with so much stuff that was just so wrong. All because uh, them keeping their job was more important to them, to them than upholding their Hippocratic Oath and looking out for what's best for the patients. They don't teach the Hippocratic Oath anymore. I heard something about that a while back or how they've changed it around. And I, I remember it. They've I, altered it several times. Yeah. And in Columbia, which was one of the so-called premier medical schools in New York, they actually had the students write their own Hippocratic Oath. I mean, how's that going to work out? Yeah. Hmm. Well, politicians may as well start writing their own oath of office, too, because they don't uphold those anymore, either. Yeah, they they certainly <laughs> have no intention, to, and they go in knowing they're not going to. That's the right. shocking thing. Well, let's see. Let me give out our number once again. It's 505-444-5059. Now, a topic I wanted to touch on and actually get some audience participation on is your home pharmacy. Yep, Black Lives Matter could visit your local grocery store and pharmacy any day now. And after they leave, you're going to be on your own. I mean, we have a thousand different emergencies that could occur to us here in New Mexico. And at that point in time, what are you going to do? So what's in your, you know, home uh, pharmacy? Now, I'll begin to give you my list, but I'd appreciate any callers, uh, you know, call in and add to the list. On my list, I have aspirin and Tylenol, number one, and then Motrin because it has a little more kick in terms of managing pain than either aspirin or Tylenol. Pepto-Bismol, Imodium. Dramamine, yeah, simple Dramamine, comes in two flavors, the 25 milligram, where there's supposedly doesn't make you sleepy, and the 50 milligram, and then Kaopectate, Methylatum, and Vicks Vapor Rub. Vaseline has uh, a thousand different things you can do with it, so that should be in your medicine chest. And a couple of antibiotics, generic, you know, Doxepin, um... And then probably uh, some sort of penicillin or erythromycin. Lasix or some other form of diuretic is a very handy pharmaceutical to have around, as well as hydrochlorothiazide. And then after that, you take a look at what medicine you are on. You need a three-month backup of your medicines. Sitting there, ready to go. You know, you don't get the three months and then use up two months and then, but try to get three months sitting there that's unused. And uh, that's kind of what you need for emergencies. On top of that, one inch tape, 91% isopropyl alcohol, Q-tips, cotton pads, 
4x4s are gauze pads of some sort, ace wraps, band-aids, various different sizes, flashlight and batteries. It is actually part of your medical kit. Add also a lighter, some sort of a way to, you know, start a fire if you need to. Masks, gloves, Benadryl. And alternative health products, including oil of oregano, OSHA oil, if you, you know, are sophisticated enough to do that to suppress coughs. Ginger, tea tree oil, zinc, vitamin C, magnesium, potassium. I guess I should say memory revitalizer. You should have that also. Yes, absolutely. And coconut oil. And that's my list. I don't know. Uh, Rebecca, do you have anything you'd add I'm, to that? I'm doing pretty good. I've got most of those things, actually. Um, one thing you left off that I think is very, very important is oh, hydrogen, hydrogen peroxide. peroxide. Yes, because yes. I have found hydrogen peroxide, if you ever get like a scratch or anything, or like my cat likes to bite me all the time, it's like if you, if you pour hydrogen peroxide, it just <clears throat> boils all that bad stuff out, mm-hmm. and it just it doesn't get infected. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. So no, it's a prevention. Put it on there right away and let it all boil up and boil all that stuff out of there, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's my list. Maybe I should go back over that slowly or a little later on in the program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if other people think of things I've not put on the list, please call in. I always keep a supply of antacids also. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need one. Well, let's talk about this year's flu. It seems to me that this year's flu has been rougher than previous ones. Definitely. And it actually, by the numbers, is the worst flu season we've had since 2011. 12 years, 13 years. So far, 39 million people have been sickened by the flu in the United States up to the end of January. And almost a half a million people have ended up in the hospital with this year's flu. And I might add, about 43 to 44,000 people have died with the flu this year, from October to the end of January. So this has been the worst flu season since 2011. And how wonderful is this vaccine they keep trying to get us to have? If it was effective, how would that be? Right. I don't think the flu vaccine is any more effective than the COVID vaccine, frankly. I've been telling people that for years. I've never had a flu vaccine, and I've always done just fine. Mm -hmm. I don't get the flu any more often than anybody else does. I mean, I got it this year. You got it this year. Yes, I did. It was pretty miserable. Oh, it was awful. Because I know you were helping me through that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I want to go over something that actually I brought up in last week's show, and that is out of the Epoch Times, February 15th, but there was a congressional hearing on February 15th, and they brought uh, three Goombas from the CDC and the FDA to testify before Congress, and they actually admitted that the COVID vaccine 
doesn't prevent you from getting COVID. Wow. And then they went on to say, and if you've had the vaccine, you can still transmit COVID to other people. In essence, it's a non-vaccine vaccine. So I want to ask you, Doc, and this this is something I, I've been talking about now for a few years because I just kind of figured this out way early on. But I remember getting vaccines in the past. Remember when people were getting polio vaccines? That works. People weren't getting polio. Right. Because it was really a vaccine. You didn't you didn't get a mild case of the polio uh, and or anything like that. You didn't get polio. Yeah, that was the whole deal. Yeah. Same with measles. Although, strangely, it turns out the measles vaccine was not the cause of measles disappearing. What it was, was it turned out that vitamin A, which is a big component of memory revitalizer, essentially wiped out measles um, in the United States. And then once they figured that out, they started shipping vitamin A out to India and other places. And measles became very contained before the vaccine ever came out. I remember I had measles when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Highly contagious and pretty lethal in kids below the age of five. Yeah. And once again, now with that we have all of these uh, undocumented Democrats in our society, measles is again becoming a problem. Well, back to this committee, a congressional committee that interrogated the uh, Three Stooges from the CDC and the FDA. Uh, Representative Debbie Lesko of Arizona started asking, well, what's going on with the registration of the side effects of these vaccines? There is a, uh, you know, a thing called VADARS, V-A-E-R-S, and C-I-C-P, CIPI. And both of those uh, federal registrations are supposed to list side effects from vaccines. And, but in the middle of the COVID vaccine uh, crisis back in 2021, uh, Vader's suddenly went blank and stopped reporting for really six to eight months. Hmm. Well, they were trying to reassure Debbie Lesko that they were still functional. And Lesko said, well, she has a constituent in Arizona who, you know, got Guillain-Barre syndrome, a paralytic illness, after her COVID vaccine. And she tried to report it to Vader's, and two years later still has not received a response from that their website. Also, she pointed out uh, some people she knew in New York where the family wanted to update the status of their loved one on Vader's from hospitalized to deceased on their database. And over a two-year period, were unable to get the update with uh, Vader's. And yet the uh, three representatives, government scientists, if you will, bureaucrats, oh, no, no, everything is fine. It feels like we're living in the era of the emperor's new clothing. These people keep coming out saying the emperor's clothing is elegant and wonderful, and you and I look at the emperor and he's buck naked. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> oh, boy, you I mean, you talk about, you know, misstatements. Joe Biden <laughs> was trying to appeal to the younger crowd, and yesterday I hear that he said spontaneously 
The secret to a happy marriage is intense and frequent sex. And I just kept thinking a man who can't walk is going to tell us <laughs> that this is the kind of makes you wonder now and a better marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and and it depends on whether or not he knows it's his wife or his uh, or his sister and was his wife or his or Yeah, his I think wife. he mistook he, his he didn't uh, know. sister's his wife. Anyway, Doc, let's hold that thought. We're coming up on the break. You're oh, listening absolutely. to uh, Dr. Summers. We'll be yeah, right let's back. Let's give out the call in number 505-444-5059. Have you been wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio? We can produce your show here at Freedom Speak. We can even do commercials and PSAs. Your podcast here at Freedom Speak Studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform. All you have to do is show up and talk. We do the rest. For details, email us at Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Ablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. The 
market is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies are from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. That our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Welcome back to the Revitalizer Hour with Dr. William K. Summers. You're listening to us on KXKS Albuquerque. That's AM 1190, The Answer. And back to Dr. Summers. Yeah, good afternoon, folks, and thank you for listening. And uh, please feel free to call and participate. Our number is 505-444-5059. That's 505-444-5059. Well, I wanted to cover a little something that's come up this week, and that is the Shingrix, shingles vaccine. And uh, I'm no longer recommending that vaccine for my folks. I just, you know, uh, got into it, sent four or five people over. Almost all of them had some sort of adverse event from it that uh, was pretty unpleasant. And it turns out this last week that it can cause ocular shingles. Ocular. In other words, the shingles can occur in the back of the eye. That sounds that, terrible. Yeah. Uh, this was from the University of California, San Francisco, found that compared to unvaccinated people with a history of ocular shingles, those who received the vaccine had a 93% higher rate of, again, having ocular shingles. Another case of a vaccine setting you up for a reinfection. You know, I, I have to ask... The problem with ocular shingles is it can lead to blindness. I have to ask the question. I have uh, 
gotten so much mistrust by the medical community, especially the big pharma uh, and these vaccines and things like that after the past few years, you kind of wonder, are they being honest with you about what's in the vaccine? Well, several of the components are there to create an immune response. It used to be they put aluminum in a thing, or actually mercury in a thing called thimerosal into all vaccines because mercury causes a local inflammation causes the immune system to come to where the vaccine is injected and respond. Now they've switched it out, taken away the mercury, which they decided, gosh, mercury is a toxin. So they improved it by putting in aluminum. And the problem is the mercury in the shots that you previously had, those get you know, taken off by phagocytes, that's white cells, and deposited in the central nervous system and used in the mitochondria, the various neurons up there, to spin off electrons and make energy. And so then when you switch to aluminum as your heavy metal that uh, is supposed to cause an inflammation and bring a reaction, the aluminum, when it gets taken off and uh, deposited along with the mercury, causes a major, major problem down the road. So uh, that's a basic nature of all vaccines is they put something in there to create a local inflammation. But these mRNA vaccines are just outrageous. Uh, the pharmaceutical companies love them because all you have to do is change one part of the molecule and you can address measles or influenza or whatever. And you can craft them to almost anything in almost no time at all. Uh, so anything that uh, my research says in mRNA vaccine i am automatically opposed to well you know and early on when they were coming out with these things and there were a lot of people that were analyzing these so-called mrna vaccines and they were finding large amounts of graphene oxide in -hmm. these things and the drug the the pharmaceutical companies were denying it oh no 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 we don't have graphene oxide in our in our vaccines but these people that were analyzing these things were saying they were mostly graphene oxide Right. <laughs> Again, the, in, the objective is to cause a localized reaction so that your immune system comes and samples what's going on there and then educates itself on how to react to it. And it's just, uh, it's just become so wrong, this whole thing. Well, last week we touched on methylene blue, and before I delve into that, let's give out our call-in number again, 505-444-5059. And methylene blue is something I've been exploring now for the past uh, four to six months. Oh, Doc, we got a call. Oh, yeah, let's take that. Let's get it. Yes, good afternoon. How may we help you? Um, Dr. Summer. Yes. Oh, okay. I I wanted to ask a question um, about when you tell someone if you don't feel very well mentally, like how long do you, because it's private, right? And you don't want to stress anyone. 
When do you tell the physician or the nurse practitioner, or when do you tell family members? Uh, can you please clarify? All of that. All of the above. Well, yeah. people that you love early rather than late is a better idea. Mood disorders are funny things. They have a tendency to cycle up and down all on their own. And each person's mood disorder, the episodes that they have, each episode is unique unto itself. And sometimes people can go from normal to clinically depressed and suicidal in a very short period of time, say 24 hours. But most of the time it happens in stages over weeks. And the thing is, as one is thinking, you certainly want to have a skilled um, psychiatrist, neuropsychiatrist, uh, or someone skilled in the art of pharmaceuticals to go and talk to them. And if your next appointment is two months away and this is swinging, you want to get on the phone and spend some time at least talking to their staff and coming in early. So it's a great question. In terms of the relatives, I think that uh, relatives need to know when their support is needed to be there for them. I hope that answers your question, and thank I, you for listening. I I have one more secondary question. Sure. I don't always know when I don't feel well. That is a uh, problem. Yeah, um, I have had a patient in the past, a teenager, who really wasn't terribly aware of his uh, mental state, and he could swing into suicidal thought and act on the suicidal thought within hours. And he himself wasn't aware things were swinging in that direction. So try to be in touch with your own feelings at all times. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Summers. I really appreciate you. All righty. Thank you for listening and thank you for calling. We appreciate it. You know, the bad thing about um, mental illness and things like that is it kind of goes back to something she was mentioning is a lot of time you do not know that you're suffering from mental illness if you're having a problem. You'll feel feelings that appear to be real, but in fact they're simply being induced by your uh, dysfunction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So as best you can... Gather people around you that love you and who can actually say, hey, you're looking a little more down. You're using depressive language. I mean, I had someone recently called and started talking about they just wanted to go home. And I thought that through, and I said, well, logically, that means you want to go to Scotland, right? You go, huh? Well, home is where the heart is, right? And your heart is in the highlands, right? So therefore... If you want to go home, you want to go to Scotland, right? From yeah. a logical point of view. Yeah. But when you started listening to the patient a little more carefully, you started saying, home is heaven. And wanting to go to heaven when you're alive, maybe not a good thought, maybe a depressive thought. And it can be very subtle in that way. So you need to have people around you who love you enough to read those signs and, you know, just do a quick heads up. 
You know, we were talking, of course, one of the scourges of mankind is bipolar illness. And I remember a patient I had when I was uh, the director of the mood disorder clinic at the University of Pittsburgh. We had this patient that ended up in hospital about three or four times a year. And just precipitously went from normal to full-out manic episode that couldn't be managed outside a hospital. I've known numerous people that had that issue. So I gathered the family and got them all together and said, I want everybody to think very hard what goes on just before she goes into a manic episode. And they scratched their heads and they consulted each other. And what they came up with is if she would set a formal place setting for dinner, she was going to be manic within 24 hours. In other words, she had the salad fork here. <laughs> she had, wow. you know, the crystal <laughs> out. Uh, if she did anything like that, they immediately called me, and we prevented several hospital stays simply because the family was able to identify that. Hmm. Wow. Well, uh, shall we go back to methylene blue, or let's let's? You know, I keep trying to come back to it. <laughs> Unless it, you want to talk about that thing I mentioned to you during the break, that was rather interesting. The witch about people glowing that got the got the jab. Yeah, I don't know what would cause that. Um, well, I got some theories on it. I I, I heard that I, I watch OAN news. A little bit for a little bit in the, in the morning, and they they researchers have found this to be the case that a a lot of people that got the jab are now glowing. It's like you know, kind of like when you go into a room that's got black lights and things start glowing and, and the right. you know, different colors, things like that, fluorescent colors. Well, these people, their faces are glowing like that. Um, so I guess when you tell, well, you just seem to be glowing today. You, you actually mean it in a very literal way. But I, it was funny because I was watching a, uh, a series on Netflix a while back called Biohackers. And it's funny how these things that Hollywood puts out uh, often turn out to be true based on some actual research they've done. <laughs> but these kids are, are like researchers. They're going to college and things like that. And they're, they're involved in bioengineering. And uh, this one kid had modified a mouse uh, so that its DNA would give it glowing properties. Yeah, and they fluorescence. Do that in fish too. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I mean, you know, DNA modification. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's certainly possible. they modify your DNA with their mRNA. Yeah, they do. We just don't really know exactly in what way now, do we? Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. We don't know in what way. Yeah. Back to methylene blue. <laughs> I just kind of wonder if people are going to start sprouting wings and become fireflies, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Oh, there are strange things happening in the world. If you're wearing a pair of denim jeans, you know about methylene blue. It's the blue in blue jeans. And it's an aniline dye that's been around since the mid-1800s. It leads to that dyeing of this rather royal blue look that uh, is so sought after. And it has been part of the dye industry through the 1800s. But in the 20th century, it began to come into its own as a medicinal. And uh, they found that it was useful for various types of poisoning. Uh, carbon monoxide poisoning, for example. 
you know, if you're trying to heat your house with a heater that gives off carbon monoxide and uh, you become sort of cherry red and they haul you off to the emergency room, if they have some methylene blue, they can give that intravenously and it'll complex with the carbon monoxide and render it, uh, you know, frankly uh, harmless to the body. And it does it as a unique redox agent that adds electrons to whatever it's trying to detoxify. And carbon monoxide is one of those things, but it can also reverse cyanide poisoning. I don't know if you saw it, Rebecca, but uh, the Chinese are trying to spoil the fishing waters off of the Philippines by pouring cyanide directly into the ocean. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, we can't have it, so you can't have it either. We're poisoning the fish. Well, you know, I've I and I've known some Philippine blue, people, and the Chinese are constantly would reverse the cyanide poison. The Chinese right. are constantly messing with the Filipinos all the time. They yeah, are, especially I wonder what the that's all about. Well, the Filipinos historically were the pirates that would uh, raid the junks coming out of China, trying to bring goods to. Uh, you know, to India and other places. But uh, at any rate, you can reverse cyanide poisoning with methylene blue. And then there is a human condition called methemoglobinemia, which can be reversed directly with methylene blue. And so methylene blue medicinally has been used since about 1905, and that was before the FDA came into existence. But what does it do at a biochemical level? At a biochemical level, it goes to every compartment in the body, from the brain to your big toe. And it goes inside the cell and goes to the mitochondria where it unleashes maximum energy production by the mitochondria. Well, what does that mean? Well. Let's take a look at an aberrant cell type that we call cancer. Um, a uh, famous uh, German scientist who devoted his life to the study of, of uh, cancer discovered that cancer cells have unique and weird metabolism. They have what are called anaerobic metabolism. Now, a healthy cell, a liver cell, for example, utilizes oxygen to take glucose and turn it into a thing called ATP and uh, into energy molecules. But what happens in a cancer cell is that it'll take your glucose and anaerobically, without the use of oxygen, convert it into lactic acid, which is why cancer patients, if you're able to measure subtle changes in acid levels in the body, they have a pretty acid uh, blood content because the cancer cells are putting out lactic acid. And when the methylene blue goes into the mitochondria of a cancer cell, it soups it up and pushes it into a high energy state, which makes the cancer cell extremely uncomfortable and can lead to what's called apoptosis, that is programmed cell suicide. So the cancer cell kills itself. Hmm. 
And this is especially true, you can enhance it by using what's called near-infrared or photodynamic therapy. So let's say you have a cancer that's metastasized all over the body and you give some oral methylene blue. And uh, then what you do is you take a near-infrared and you just put it on the arm or shine the light for a period of time in the back of the neck or the chest. And that combined with the methylene blue and any circulating cancer cells will tend to kill the cancer cells directly and relatively non-toxically, I might add. So, uh, you know, I think we have some real hope for folks with uh, cancer in uh, this methylene blue that hopefully uh, they'll be doing a little more legitimate researching on it, especially if you combine it with the photosensitizing agents uh, such as the photodynamic therapy with near-infrared light. And side effects of methylene blue is you can get some shortness of breath or a headache. You can get a little bit of chest discomfort. You can sweat a little more profusely. Uh, strangely, the urine turns to Kelly Green, and that's because, well, it's blue, and urine is usually yellow, and when you put blue and yellow together, it comes out Kelly Green. Yep. And it can, uh, in some people, cause GI problems, such as nausea. And it can, uh, you know, sort of create a little bit of havoc with the peripheral nerves and cause what's called paresthesia, that's numbness and tingling. And if this is the case, you simply back off on the dose a little bit. And if that's the worst that happens, it beats the heck out of losing all your hair feeling so fatigued you can't get out of bed, um, you know, having nausea to where you spend most of your day in the, in the restroom uh, vomiting, uh, certainly a lot less toxic than what we use to treat cancer with these days. So I just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention and say keep an eye out for it. Do a little bit of, uh, you know, little bit of research on it. Hey. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, I got Ant Thornton in the in the studio with us now. He's actually going to be joining for the, me for the Freedom Speak show coming up. Well, that's great. A little bit of news breaking out of the University of Pittsburgh, uh, where I used to be on the faculty. And uh, it's what I would say is an unfortunately weak study that was done by a neuroscientist back there where she took 12 different flavorants or uh, odor, uh, you know, odors, put them into uh, airtight jars, and then what they would do is they would took 32 people ages 18 to 55 and exposed them to these different odorants and looked upon what was the effect on their mood. And what they found was quite a few of them gave positive mood, or in other words, lifted any depressive thoughts by simply sniffing a proper odor. The most potent of these turned out to be Vicks Vapor Rub. Hmm. Probably reminded you of when you were a kid and you were sick and mom came along and slathered your chest with Vicks Vapor Rub, and you go, oh, gosh, I feel well taken care of. It was a common so remedy back depressed. in the day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I remember it yeah. as a kid. But some of the other smells were coffee and lavender, uh, coconut oil, clove, 
vanilla extract and orange essential oil. And uh, most of them had a positive effect. And the interesting thing was that the people that they were testing, only 29% of the time did they guess what the odor was. They just got the positive effect of feeling stronger and better and a better mood. So the olfactory bulb, when you look at it, uh, which is the first cranial nerve, actually connects to two main areas in the brain. First is the amygdala, and the amygdala is in charge of your mood. So that makes sense. It also connects to the hippocampus, which is kind of cool because that's where you make new baby nerve cells. And uh, a little fact that most people don't know is that even if you're 80 and you die of Parkinson's at autopsy, we've discovered you're making up to 1 million new baby nerve cells. And that there are ways of stimulating the brain to make even more. Hmm. Uh, so, anyway, just uh, a little review of some things there. Well, Doc, we're coming up on two minutes to the end of the show. So, uh, uh, what would you like to say to wrap the show here in the last minute or so? Well, uh, I want to go to one quick study out of the University of Javinskla in Finland. One of my favorite places. And that is in older adults, 70 to 85, if you do exercise with short bursts of activity, you strengthen your bones, decrease your osteoporosis, and decrease the likelihood of having fractures. And one simple way to do that, rather than getting on your track outfit and running around at the local high school track, is to simply lift up on your tiptoes, tippy toes, and then drop back down to your heels. Just on a chair, do that four or five times a day. And it increases bone density uh, naturally. So I thought that was an important study to bring to everybody's attention. Nice. So everybody, if you want to catch uh, replays of any of Dr. Summer's show, if you missed any of it, you can go to my website, freedomspeaknm.com. You can click on the tab for the uh, Dr. Summer's replays. And I've also got his notes posted there as well, if you want to look up any of the references. Coming up is my show, Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. I've got Ant Thornton in the uh, studio with me, and the doc's going to hang out with us for a little while, too. Got some really great topics to cover. You're listening to KXKS Albuquerque. 1190 AM and uh, don't go anywhere we'll be right back after the messages